Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show, episode 51. Please hit the subscribe button right now. We'd appreciate that. Facebook, YouTube, podcast. Uh, we have some recent subscribers here. Dan Skelly, Sophie Carlson, Caden Corpy. Thank you, you three, for subscribing last week. And, you know, just be just like them and hit the subscribe button and come on board. Uh, also, business owners, we, you know, business has been pretty good. Show's growing. Um, if you'd like to be a part of it, just, you know, DM Reed, DM myself. Uh, email goatsportsmedia llc at gmail.com goatsportsmedia llc at gmail.com we'll get back with you uh because we still have some spots available as we hit the home stretch here playoffs state hockey tournament all that good stuff all right it is puka speaking it is the star of the show reed larson and uh how are we doing well i got a sneeze working up here right now so i'm trying <laughs> to kick it back here just a little bless bit you but, in advance yeah bless me in advance so if you hear a sneeze come rolling out of me in the middle of the show I'm trying to sniff it back here, but uh, hey, fantastic week of hockey. Um, you said we've got some new subscribers there. You know, shout out to my boy, Don Wilmer, Matt Kubish. Kubi's been checking it out on the podcast. Don't be afraid to uh, subscribe. Uh, yeah, send a picture. Put a picture yeah, up keep, if you want. If you're listening, like a lot of guys do, they're listening to their vehicles. You know, take yep, a picture. Yeah, Keep uh, keep checking the show out. We like new listeners, and obviously you've been listening for a while, but uh, hey, we've got people all over the state that are listening from... Uh, you know, up close to the border in Canada and, and down south, south of the cities and uh, the southwest of St. Cloud. So people from all over listening to the show, apparently they like the insight that they hear and uh, just some some old Iron Range and north, northeast Minnesota type hockey talk. So yeah, good stuff. We're ready to talk about uh, the week that was as well as the week that's coming. Yeah, lots going on. All right, we'll start out with our storyline game of the week brought, week brought to you by Aspire Heating and Control. They're a local Bryant dealer. They are the, Bryant is the official heating and cooling company of the Minnesota Wild. They specialize in gas, electric, and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction. You know, new construction, people are starting to get that on their mind as we kind of turn the seasons here. Uh, residential and commercial installations available. Uh, forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. Of course, they are licensed and bonded. So Justin is the guy, 999-5957. If you're having any furnace troubles between now and next week's show, that's the the people that you call Justin, like I said, 999-5957 to get you all taken care of. All right, our storyline game of the week was up in War Road over the weekend on Saturday, a matinee. Uh, Hermantown was up in town, number one and number two, Hermantown uh, two, War Road uh, number one. Uh, ends up being a 3-1 win for War Road. Hermantown's first single-A Regular season loss in 10 years. Uh, they actually got on the board first pretty early and three unanswered goals by uh, Warroad for the rest of the game. Jason Shagabee iced a thing um, in the third period about midway through. Speaking of Shagabee, usually Reed and I are like Vasilevsky, nothing gets past us, but we missed one last week with Shagabee breaking TJOC's all-time points record up there in world yeah we've been tracking it for a little while and i know a couple of weeks ago we talked about he's only five points away in in, in the midst of a whole bunch of other hockey stuff that we were talking about it, it kind of slipped our mind last week to talk about so we got to you know go back on this one and talk about uh you know the guy who whose record he actually broke with tj oshi i think that now, i don't care who you are anytime that you are mentioned in a conversation with tj oshi uh, it's pretty special. I got to sure. tell you, it's, uh, there's a lot of similarities there in the way they play. Uh, they, they skate a lot alike. Uh, I had the pleasure of coaching TJ Oshie for a weekend 
back in 2003, it was just at the end of my playing career when I was at UWS and my season just ended in 2003. So my brother says, hey, come on, jump on board with me. I'm coaching down at the HP program oh. down at Plymouth. Uh, and he was at the time, he was the head coach at St. Cloud Apollo. Uh, so he was representing Section 8. And of course, Section 8, he had some... Um, Van Develde from Moorhead was on that team, ended up playing in the NHL. TJ Oshie was on that team, obviously still in the NHL. Uh, so I get to coach him for a weekend. And guess what? I, I didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot of coaching. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun to see him play. And, and guess who he was playing against? He was playing against Section 7. We coached against Matt Niskanen. Say, Niskanen, Golly, or Golly a little younger. Golly was, uh, I think, was a year before that, okay, as far as age-wise. He those guys that I'm talking about graduated in uh, 2005 and, and okay. um, golly graduated in 04, I believe. Okay. So I think he was just a little bit ahead uh, a year in graduation and birthdays were a little bit different. So <laughs> yeah, just to, hey, I'll tell you what, like I said, anytime that you, they're, they're mentioning you uh, pretty special time for Warwood hockey, pretty yes. special time for Jason Shagaby, special time for Jay Hardwick. I'll tell you what coach Hardwick, that, that is a tough place to coach a hockey team. I don't oh. care what anybody tells you. Yeah, high school hockey is sometimes in different areas is uh, sometimes a tough place to be a coach. You sure. know, they're hard on you. The expectations of communities to win. And it's, yeah, you can go to the state tournament uh, year in and year out or every other year if you're warroed. But the expectation of world is to win right. a championship. Yeah, it's not just to get there. It's just the thing. There it is. Bless you. Got it. <laughs> So at any rate, I've been choking that back for a couple of minutes, but um, yeah. So talking world hockey, like you said, that that's pretty special. Uh, but again, the week, the week that was just last weekend, they, they had a, a pretty special game. Like you said, up there in world um, Hermantown making the trek up there. World came down last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, there's, I, I saw that tweet uh, I won't mention names of where the tweet came from, but I saw the tweet come out that it was like 3,400 or 600 in some days since Warroad had lost a regular season game, or excuse me, since Hermantown had lost a regular season game to another single A program. So then they started, they, they threw the days in there. I'm thinking, okay, now I got to do math. I really don't want to do math. So then somebody comes up with the amount of years and then comes up with the date uh, sometime in January of 2012 or whatever it was, was the last time that Hermantown had lost to a single A program. Well, I would at the time was my second year, first year coaching at Virginia. I remember playing Hermantown. Those were some pretty good teams. Still kicking the crap out of a lot of single A teams at at the time, um, and beating some double A teams. Um, yeah, you know, people wondering, are there some kinks in the armor? I'll tell you where the kinks are in the armor when you don't get people coming back like Zam Plant, Max Plant, Ty Hansen. Uh, next weekend, you're going to be hearing a little bit about uh, about Hockey Day in Minnesota. We'll talk a little bit about it on the show next week, but Hermantown will be one of the premier games at Hockey Day in Minnesota as well. The double-A games are going to be, uh, I believe, White Bear Lake and Hill Murray. So, oh, yeah, I think they're playing Hill Murray. Obviously, it's going to be White Bear, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll double-check that when we get to premiere that. But 
Um, yeah, and the expectation there, I'm sure, when when the Minnesota Wilds setting up hockey day in Minnesota, they're thinking, yeah, we want Hermantown, the the former, you know, the state champs from last year, and we want the storyline to be the Plant Brothers sure, yeah. and you know, Division One prospect Ty Hans, and then guess who doesn't come back? Yeah, they're not there, right? Right? Yeah, a little tougher to find a storyline. Yeah, Derek, 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 you'll play in the NHL, coaching in yeah. the NHL, yep. coach at UMD. There's so, so many times. All the storylines but... are there, but again. Uh, they're all their kids to talk about. And I feel good about some of those kids that maybe were behind the scenes, not getting the credit they deserve, like George Peterson, yeah, some of those guys, Gun- and, and Wyatt Carlson yeah. and Nevin Gunderson. Yeah. And some of these guys now are going to be the storyline, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Shagabe broke Oshie's record with 242 points. Cur- or as of Saturday, sitting at 254 points, 17 goals on the season. Uh, so like I said, the ice tournaments on Hermitown actually – uh, uh, pulled the goalie with about two minutes to go, and then Warroad got a penalty, so it was six on four for a while, but they couldn't muster any offense. Uh, so Warroad, uh, Ice's Hermantown remains number one in single A um, as we are into you know the uh, week of January fifteenth. All right, drill that like button. Um, we'll go to our seven double A update of the week, which is brought to you by the Ring Sports Bar and Grill over in Eveleth. We talked about them before. Friday fish fry. That is delicious. That's where we want to be. But anytime you're over in the Quad Cities, whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, head over to the hockey-themed restaurant, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Um, you can order in advance, 248-8582 or the ringsportsbarandgrill.com. Get your order in. Michelle is there. She'll take good care of you. Uh, like I said, just go check out the place. It's really cool. A lot of old jerseys. We talked about it before. Um, so when you're in the Quad Cities, that is your go-to spot. All right, so our 7AA update, Grand Rapids out on the road. We talked, I think we called them Spudville last week. Um, so what was the trip like out to Moorhead? Well, I'll tell you, that. let's talk about the trip first. That is a tough grind uh, to take off and head out there. Uh, good thing it was on a Saturday. We didn't have to do it on a Friday, but it was on a Saturday. So we didn't have to get up too early. It was for an afternoon game. Um, jump on the bus. Three and a half hours out, three and a half hours back. Uh, long day long on day. the bus. Spent way more time on the bus than we did on the rink actually playing hockey. Um, but a little different change here as far as when you go out to Moorhead. When you go out to Moorhead to play a high school hockey game, usually you play at the college rink where Concordia plays. Um, Concordia had home games uh, on Saturday afternoon, so it was moved to the Cullen Center. So we played at the Cullen Center, obviously the Cullen Center, referring to Matt Cullen, who's made donations, and they named that uh, the rink after him after improvements. They had a third sheet and a lot of other things. Well, that they, they did. In there. Okay. Yeah, because it was a double. Yep. And one of us painted, soccer floors painted on the bottom of one of them. I've Correct. Seen it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, so they got the Cullen Center out there. We played, and uh, I'll tell you, I, I, can't, I can't not mention this because – we, we've talked about how are we going to get excited about playing hockey games and, and, and you get in the mid season grind right now, you're in the dog days. You still, you see barely a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel, as far as where playoffs are, you're, you're mid January, you're trying to find the grind to work hard. Um, we have to mention the JV game because that's where it all started. Ah. Uh, the JV team had, struggled finding a little bit of passion up until that point. And, and uh, our JV head coach, Kyle, uh, Kyle um And I, I also help with JV too. We go in and talk about identity and wh- what do we have to do to have success? And we kind of went back in time and talked about um, 
what what's the history of the last few years of how our JV team has done against me? I said, okay, well, two years ago we went to Moorhead and got ripped like eleven to zero. Uh, big improvement then the next year. That's uh, so there in Grand Rapids last year, and we get the game into a three three tie. Like, okay, we're making progress. So naturally, what's the next progression? You went from w. a huge loss to a tie to a now it's time to get a win. And not only are we thinking about getting a win, we want to do it on the road. So we're talking about uh, in order to do this, we have to be tough to play against. And we talked about finishing checks. We talked about going hard to the net. We talked about competing and uh, making sure that you're out there to compete every shift that you're out there. And if you do, you're going to earn yourself another shift. So guys went out there and competed. They competed hard. They lit the fire for the night. There was uh, there was a lot of jam in that game. There was finished <laughs> checks. There was nets that were knocked off. There was bodies that were plowed over. Uh, and they fell in the net. They fell in the net a few times. It was a 4-2 win. Oh, nice. Um, I have to think again. 4-2 win was on Cloquet. It was a win. I have to remember what the score was. I can't remember now with that. But it was a W for the JV game. Uh, and it was a solid W like you had to work to get this. So here's coach Chido going into the locker room after the game. And rarely are you talking about the varsity guys talking to the varsity guys about the JV game before you're preparing for your game, but he has to walk in and say, guys, I got to tell you, if you can model the effort and the passion that the JV squad just had, you're going to win this hockey game. Yeah, and that was, that was the storyline. Like you need to be competing. You need to finish checks. You need to go hard to the net. You need to play with passion. And that was the first time. And I guess a really long time that we were able to flip the switch to playing with passion, every single shift. Now there's a few things that, you know, needed to be changed in that game, some discipline things as far as staying out of the penalty box. Um, but we were hard to play against in that varsity game. Uh, we ended up with a two to one win over those guys. And Miles Gunderson was lights out in the nets for us. He was phenomenal. I think we only gave up about three shots in the second period, Ooh. but any shots that he ended up seeing, he had smothered. Okay. You know, it was, it was, he had a phenomenal effort, but we use the storyline of be hard to play against, compete hard, finish checks play a physical game. If you, if you don't have the fancy dancy kind of hockey styles to pump in seven, eight goals against teams, which we haven't done a lot of this year, then you need to play gritty and play with jam. And, and that we sold that identity to them. We were able to walk out of there with a two, excuse me, a two to one win on the road. And, you know, when you're coming in as potentially looking at this game, I would say most people in the state were thinking Grand Rapids coming into Moorhead is the underdog. Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. Rated rated below them in all of the standings and different rankings in the state. People thinking in this is a long road trip. They got bus legs, blah, blah, blah. They're coming in. They're the underdog. So you, you coming in on the road, your your whole mentality is you want to keep this thing close as long as you can hang on and hang around as long as you can and pop one in and win it in the end. And that's what we ended up doing. Oh, perfect. Perfect game plan. It's a game winner by Jake, uh, Jake Garski, who fired one right over the shoulder right at the end of the third period and ended up getting us the W uh, in that situation. It was pretty fun to come out of there. There was a lot of life. We gave a lot of credit to our JV team on the bus and after the game, pumping those guys up about, Hey, you guys do realize that you're the first game of the night and you can start yeah, set the, the tempo. Set the tempo. And they did, and they and they did it again. We'll talk about that when we uh, 
when we get into the next conversation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to go back to single A here a little bit. Um, Hibbing Herbertown previewed it last week up at the Memorial Building, you know, potential uh, one and two matchup for Section 7A. Um, ended up being pretty much a one-sided tilt, 6 nothing Hermantown, although it was 2 nothing after two. Um, Hibbing had a couple of early power plays in the third. It really couldn't muster much, uh, just a few shots on net. Hermantown did score three late in, the, in about the last uh, three minutes, um, in, including a power play goal to seal it 6 nothing. Um, Hibbing did play the body pretty well in that game. I watched it. A heck of a night for goaltender Brain Boyer. 51 saves. They were outshot 51 to 8. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more. I mean, obviously, Hermantown's tough. They're coming off the loss to Warroad. You figured they'd rebound. But, you know, up in Hibbing, I was hoping for a little bit more. Um, but, you know, pretty lopsided. Any thoughts? Yeah, you know, Warroad, excuse me, uh, Hermantown had come off of, you know, a week ago, I, I had called the called the game um, with Cathedral and Hermantown. I uh, called that, and Hermantown was really flat. They they just did not look like the Hermantown of of usual, right? Right. They, and Cathedral had held them to a tie game literally up until about the eight minute mark of the game, you know, in the third period, and then finally Hermantown starts to hit the switch and play. They're really sloppy, so. They go up, and I'm sure they're trying to get their bearings about them because day off, and then boom, up to up to world, they got to play again. And that they're thinking, oh my gosh, if we play like we did against Cathedral, we're going to get pumped. Well, I, I think that they were on their game early, uh, and, and like you said, they ended up pumping one in early in the game to to, to make the one and nothing lead. But from that point on, as soon as you get Chagami and company. Uh, and ready to to flip the switch and play their style, and, and not only their style but on their rink. Yeah. It's a bigger, not rink. a tough place to play. Yeah, yeah. it's a hard place yeah. to play. It's Olympic hostile. Guys, I can't yeah. imagine that there wasn't you know three thousand people in the building yeah. there. Just about everybody in town. That was date night in World. Right. Was at the World <laughs> Gardens. Right. Everybody's there watching the game, and it's one versus two, and you know, so you you get that situation, and they end up they end up pumping them, and and they could have lost easily. Could have lost that game to Cathedral, you know, two nights before, uh, and then they lose this game, and then they're coming into uh, another one here with with Hibbing, and you know, I'm sure Hibbing's thinking they might be ripe right now. They've lost one. Uh, they they almost dribbled one out to Cathedral two nights or the night before on Thursday. We might catch them, and and I'll tell you what that probably did. It probably flipped the switch to Hermantown, thinking that we need to uh, we need to play better if we're going to be a top notch team and think about repeating the state championship. So I'm pretty sure Coach Pat Andrews has had those guys dialed in, uh, making sure that they're starting to do things, especially within your section. There's no there's no reason why Hermantown needs to give anybody any thoughts about anyone else getting the first seed besides them. Yeah, yeah, number one seed. Now, as, as I'm thinking about the game as you're talking here. And I think this happens to Hermantown a lot. A lot of one on two. So even to get out with one guy, get across the red line. What would you rather see? Just pump a shot on net because you got so few. Or would you rather just see him get the puck deep and and hope for something as a coach? What what or or doesn't it really be talking hibbing a one? -on yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of one on two. Is he would get it out, but it'd be it'd be a one on two. You know, I guess the guys depends. are heading to the bench. You know what I mean? I guess it depends on who you're going against, right? I mean, I I was. As a player, I'm always surveying the ice coming up the rink. Like, okay, my whole line just changed. Uh, part of the other team's line changed, but I'm going against me one one against their two defensemen. 
Am I, I'm looking at who their D are. Am I going against their top, their one and two defensemen? Am I going against their three and four? Or do they got their six out there with somebody else? Like I'm literally taking a look at who's out there and surveying the rink. Do I have space? Is it maybe the bottom end of their lineup where I can actually try to make a play on somebody? Or am I going to be smart? Like if it's a one on two, if I'm going against probably their top guys, it's late in the shift. I'm shooting the puck on there on the net and I'm getting off the ice. Okay. Right. If, if I'm going against somebody uh, and I still got a little get, bit of gas left in the tank, maybe somebody that's their five or six defenseman, I might try to bust the puck wide on my own and make a play wide to the net. Uh, but again, you, you have to look at the situation. There's nothing wrong with playing the game safe sometimes, especially when you're playing against a team like Hermantown that's got so many offensive threats. All you need to do is dump the puck in the wrong spot and it's quick transition. And they're up the ice while you're trying to change. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, sometimes you just have to be smart. And that happened a few times last night. Yep. All right. Speaking of last night also, so, uh, Cole K paid a visit up here to Grand Rapids. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was going to uh, touch base on just where that passion kind of came from because, again, it was another one of those nights where we kind of sold it hard to our JV squad. Hey, look at what happened in, in Moorhead on Saturday. JV team, you got the fire started for the varsity. You, so you might as well set the tempo, do it again against um, – and I was talking to the JV coach um, – for Cole K, I was sitting over there. It's, um, it's Hanny Hanson was over there. Hanson, the old um, uh, the old Masabi um, East player. Okay, yeah. I, uh, just talking to Eric Hanson, I reached over and said, "Hey, how many games has your JV team lost?" He's like, "Well, we've only lost two. Ooh. So we went over there a month ago and got the crap kicked of us like five to one. Our JV team." So, uh, so I'm kind of playing it up like, Hey, you know, let's we'll take it easy on our JV guys thinking, Hey, this is a perfect time to catch these guys. Yeah, they're coming in here thinking they're pretty good. Um, our JV team is flying high right now because they knocked off a pretty darn good JV team in Moorhead. We're pumping them up and they're, they've already figured out their identity is to be hard to play against. So we're pumping them. And uh, again, you guys got an opportunity to light the fire for the varsity tonight and be that basically that, that, uh, flame that lit the fire in the building and and again they did it again they go out there and and end up just playing their hearts out it, it ends up as a 4-2 win for the JV team in in dramatic fashion uh, we're up 4 to 2 but then late in the period uh, we take a penalty and they pull their goalie it's 5 on 4 we take another penalty uh, or excuse me, they pull their goalie. It's six on four. We take another penalty. They pull their goalie. It's six on three. So now it's six on three for like a minute and a half. And Ryder Miskovich is kicking pucks out left and right. Uh, we've got guys that are just learning how to kill a five on three in their rotation, but it's six on three. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, and we're clearing pucks and guys are just warriors blocking shots and we got the whole varsity team standing behind the glass. They're pounding on the glass. You got head coach Wade Chido over there pounding on the glass, excited. And you've got, and you've got student section already starting to fill up for the varsity game, cheering on our JV, going, holy cow, these guys are playing. Yeah. They're playing hard and, and pumping up guys, like I said, guys like Ryder Miskovich because he was kicking them out left and right at the end of the game. So, again, it was another opportunity for that JV team to flip the switch for the varsity game. And, again, it did the same thing. Varsity comes out. Took a minute to get going, uh, but they started uh, started playing with that tempo and pace they did against uh, eventually against uh, Moorhead, um, and again ended up with uh, 
Something they haven't done this year is pump in six against yeah, the team. And it was nice to see that uh, a couple of really nice plays, but identity plays again, our identity, even whether we're talking about JV or varsity, our identity has to be take pucks wide, go to the net hard and drive the center dot lane and go hard to the net. And you saw it happen a couple of times where somebody take the puck wide, a play gets made at the net. Boom. Caleb Gunderson comes down and pops one in on net. Uh, if you watched, if you watched any of it on my nine last night, or if you watched it online with, uh, with Sheldon and the radio station when they had the stream again, which is really kind of ironic, but just like the JV game, the varsity game ends up where they have a, they've got a five on three at the end of the game. So they got a five on three and we end up killing two down by two men. Uh, And here we go. Puck gets poked out and Blaine Mortensen races to a loose puck and beats the guy wide and drives hard wide to the net and a diving play where he pokes at the puck and it goes up over the goalie's shoulder and in the net for the sixth goal of the night. And it was just like, this is what we've been looking for all year. So it's, it's fun to watch these guys do that. If you haven't seen that play yet, it's, it probably by this point in the day has gone viral. You can check my Instagram page. I've shared it a couple of times. You can check uh, youth hockey hub and, and Tony Scott's, uh, as well as follow the puck. Those guys have all shared that it's uh, everybody on everybody's story today. It's kind of gone viral. So there's actually two angles of that Blaine Mortensen goal play where he's driving wide to the net and poked. You got the my nine version and you got the KOZY version. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Check that out. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty awesome, but that's just kind of like it, it summarizes the night. Like we starting to do things the way that we need to do them to be successful. Yeah. Just gritty. All right. Congratulations, Blaine. Preview time. All right. Previews this week presented by Iron Range Apparel. So like I said, we're heading kind of down the stretch here. Playoffs are coming. Uh, you're going to be at the rink. And what do the kids say these days? You don't want to be mid. Don't be mid. Don't be mid. You want you want ODR apparel. You want an ODR jersey, sweatshirt, uh, T-shirt. You want an ODR baseball cap. You want an ODR winter cap. So Iron Range Apparel, Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. That's where you get your ODR swag. Uh, like I said, you want to look at it at the rink. Especially you guys, you peewees, you bantams, it's coming up. You're going to have districts, you're going to have regions. You don't want to be mid when you're in when you're in the rink. You want to look like a stud. So if you want to look like a stud, get your RDR swag. It's found exclusively there at Iron Range Apparel in Virginia. Go see the Richters. They will take good care of you. All right, tomorrow night, Thursday, a classic Iron Range matchup over at the Snake Spit. Snake Pit, excuse me, the five and nine International Falls Broncos come to take on the five and eight Greenway Raiders. Uh, similar records, kind of a pride game, you know, old classic matchup. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's pride of Iron Range Conference, right? I know the Iron Range Conference isn't what it used to be with all the different teams, but there still is a core group of teams that are in that, um, like Rock Ridge, uh, as well as International Falls and Greenway. Hibbing is out now. They've gone into Lake Superior Conference. Uh, but this is still a pride game between the Greenway at the Snake Pit, as well as International Falls. And I don't care. Anytime those two teams play, whoever's up or down, it, it usually turns into a battle between these two teams. It's probably going to be a fun game to watch. If you're bored, you want to get out and watch some hockey and watch some passion between two teams, get out and watch that game. If not, I'm sure there's a couple of different ways to stream it as well, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get out there and uh, support the Raiders, head over to the Snake Pit. Always a fun place to catch a game. 
All right, Grand Rapids Thunderhawks heading south. So last week you headed west, this week heading south. Uh, a pair of games you got with tough ones, White Bear Lake and Hill Murray. Yeah, we get an opportunity to to see White Bear Lake. White Bear Lake um, the following weekend is going to be hosting uh, Hockey Day, so kind of cool for us to get a chance to see them the week before. Uh, we've we've seen some film on those guys. They're uh, they're big, they're strong. They've got a couple of guys that are are solid hockey players. Um, a couple of guys that are committed and close to committed to play division one guys, a couple guys that are signed in the North American league, ready to move on and play already next year. Uh, they're going to be a good team. Uh, they've, they've beat a couple of teams that we've struggled with. I think at the very beginning of the season, they beat Duluth East five to three. Um, a few weeks later, they ended up losing to Stillwater two to one, uh, but they've beat some teams that are pretty good. They ended up beating Hibbing eight to one at the, yep. the very first weekend of the season. Uh, so there's, there's, that's going to be a quality game for us. And it's a, it's a trip down to uh, the Southeast or the East portion of St. Paul over there for us. We get to make a trip into the TCO sports gardens on Friday night in oh. a trip. Yeah. in a trip over to Aldrich, Aldrich arena on Saturday to play Hill Murray, which yeah. is going to be a battle. Uh, Hill Murray may not necessarily be what they've been, you know, in the past, but they're still Hill Murray. I don't yeah. care what anybody tells you. They're well coached. Bill Lechner has been there for a thousand years and he's got that program like a well-oiled machine. Every time they play, um, they're going to be a fun team to play against. And they've got a couple of studs on their team too. Not only is the machine well-oiled, but that mustache of Lechner is always well-oiled. Huh? Oh, for <laughs> sure. He, he grew it a little longer. He can spin there too. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Good. Oh, Bonin's kids still. Yep. Bonin's yeah. with, with uh, Hill Murray. So that's, that's going to be the weekend swing. And then, you know, come around after the weekend and we'll touch base a little bit on this one next week too. But uh, Tuesday, then Brainerd Warriors come to town in Grand Rapids at the IRA. All right. Good luck to all you competitors and your coming up games here. Scores and more from the week. That was Bemidji over St. Cloud, 5-2. to two. Rozo losing to East Grand Force last night, 6-5. to five. Danfeld over North Shore, 4 nothing. Greenway fell to Duluth Marshall last night, 4-1. to one. It was 1-1 one to one going into the third. I did was listing... It's kind of, you know, for you, uh, Gen Z, you know, you can actually listen to games on the radio, which is really weird. But I was I was watching the Hibbing Hermantown, listening to some of the Greenway uh, Hilltopper game. Um, so it was one to one going to the third ends up being four one Marsh Marshall 33 to 30 shots in favor of the Hilltoppers. But definitely an offensive tilt last night. Uh, that was also at the Snake Pit. Uh, Rock, Rock Ridge beat up on North Shore six rip. Ely beat up WSFLG eight to two. I falls over St. Paul Johnson, 12-1. Uh, Duluth East dropped Denfield 4-0. Big rivalry game there last night. And the Walleye Scott, Edina update. Edina 5, Buffalo 2. You know, good scores and more that you've got there for the group. And I, I think it's worth, uh, real quick before we get into kind of summarizing the show here, it, it's worth a mention uh, after having some conversations with people in Rock Ridge, that that program is starting to climb right now. They, they're starting to look like a program that is eyeing down the end of the season. They may have had a, a little different start to the season, but they've knocked off some pretty good teams. Uh, just remember the conversation we had about 15 minutes ago where we talked about Hermantown had a struggle with St. Cloud Cathedral. They ended up beating them yeah. decently at the end of the game, but they were tied 2-2 two to two going in the last eight minutes of the game. Rock Ridge beat them yeah. 6-3 or whatever or it was yeah. a week yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, Rock Ridge went down and, and played um, 
Mount West Tonka and Providence Academy. Providence Academy has been talked about at single A level uh, and went down and pounded on those two teams, got a sweep on the weekend down in the cities. Yeah. Rock Ridge is on the climb right now, and it's interesting to see the direction that those guys are going. Uh, I had a, a conversation with assistant coach Ryan Kobe um, over the weekend and just asked him how things are going. And um, they've got themselves a, a, a one day a week and a home home coach when they've got home games, they've added a guy to the staff. Oh, Mr. Matt? Matt Niskanen <laughs> is now helping their defensemen. Comes into practice once a week. He jumps out and helps uh, with games when they're at home. Obviously not making the trip on the road. He's got young kids right now and a, and a wife and a family. that he's. But he wants to give back to the program. So Matt Niskanen has been helping out. But there are some things that are starting to come to the table. Uh, Coach Kobe's talking about how uh, he likes their goaltender as much as anybody likes theirs. Uh, you know, I was kind of pumping Hibbing a little bit just to tweak him a little bit. Like, you know, Hibbing's got the number two right now, Rockridge, what are you thinking? And he's, and he's thinking, oh, you know, we get a chance to play him here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll see. And I said, well, how about, you know, this, this Braden Boyer kicking bucks and he goes, well, I like our goalies right now too. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot to talk about with these guys. And he said, just just keep an eye out. He said, uh, if if I were if I were you, I'd be looking at two, three, and four when it comes to section seven A are not solidified yet. Rock Ridge has a late game in, in uh February against Hibbing that could solidify who ends up getting that'll that. be in at yep. the Mac. Yeah, and, and there's a game coming up not tomorrow, but next Thursday over at Rock Ridge that can solidify who gets three or four. So right now, as the standings look, Rock Ridge may be looking at the four seed at the moment, but if they can knock off Denfeld uh, next Thursday, now they take over the three seed. And then if they end up with a a decent game and knock off Hibbing, that right. that Hibbing game earlier was a decent hockey game that yeah. they played. Yeah, one nothing. One nothing. Yeah, yeah, December twenty eighth, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. So they, if they knock off Hibbing, they've got an opportunity to now have an argument for the number two seed. So Certainly. people are talking about it, and we we mentioned this about a month ago. We said, "Be patient. This is still a young program." Coach culture, Johnson, yeah, yeah. culture, identity, the, culture. I mean, yep. it's a whole new thing, and, and it's starting to develop and starting to rise, and they're being talked about now as far as being rated um, in the top fifteen, top twelve. They're rated in that range right now, and they're beating some teams that were rated ahead of them, like Providence Academy. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations, but yeah, like I said, we were talking about Warroad. You know, said Oshi, uh, Shagabi. You know, all the players, the Christian brothers. I mean, all the people that have come through there. Um, you know, they've, they've got identity, they've got culture where it's going to be, you know, somewhat new, uh, with Rockridge kind of mesh that stuff. So it's going to take some time. Yep. All right. That's it for episode 51. Anything else? All right. One real quick thing too. Palmer's classic this weekend. It's a big fundraiser for youth hockey in Hibbing. Um, yours truly is going to try and lace the skates up, uh, kind of fighting an injury, not an injury, not to be mentioned. Cause I don't want any, any, I don't have any yeah. leverage over me, but yeah. They're not coming after. They don't want to come after it. You know, say, for instance, if if we thought it was your left ankle, someone could come at your left you know, ankle. If they come after my left ankle, I'll fall on them, and they'll get injured yeah. than I am. See, that, that's the thing. So you got to be real careful. But anyway, uh, if you're looking for something to do, uh, games all day, three divisions, uh, come down to Palmer's, uh, support the youth hockey. They've got raffles and all this banquet on Saturday night um, at Hibbing Community College. So if you're looking for something to do, uh, raise some money for the kids. Uh, you can find us there. 
so please comment as always we appreciate your comments uh like i said throw in some pictures if you're listening to the show or wherever you listen to it we appreciate throw it up throw it on our page we appreciate that uh, goat sports media llc at gmail.com if you want to uh, contact us in a, a private fashion um, of course always subscribe hit the like button we'd appreciate that find us tea with mrs mcgill on instagram spotify apple Podcasts. if you're looking for us on facebook or youtube it's goat sports media llc goat as in the animal goat as in greatest of all time um uh as always we got some merch uh got got some out the door last week so uh 20 bucks for a t-shirt 22 double x and up uh cash app venmo paypal all that good stuff get you squared away uh once again the greatest partners you get ever asked for the Sports bar and grill iron range apparel uh spire heating control and iron range goalie, goalie academy for Ed larson i am puka get out there and be your dream you're tuned to the tea with miss mcgill ship a production of goat sports media llc